Good morning, baby gamers. This is Breaking the Lore. A show where two girlfriends dig deep. To find the weirdest and most obscure bits of trivia. I'm Nissa's girlfriend, Sarah. And I'm Sarah's girlfriend, Nissa. So buckle up, because tonight's episode is... Happy Fake Holidays! We're doing something kind of different this time. Um, We were struggling to come up with a good episode, so we decided to come up with a interesting one. Yeah, this I think it's going to be really fun. Like, lots of TV shows and movies and video games and whatever, especially if they take place in, like, alternate histories or different worlds, have their own unique form of holiday, and often... They're just Christmas with a different name. But sometimes they get weird and different, and I'm excited to talk about some of these. So yeah, we're going to take a look at all the different fictional holidays, specifically ones revolving around um, the Christmas season. So not all of them, but (laughs) the ones revolving around the Christmas season and just kind of seeing how different stories handle the Yuletide season. Um, I think I want to touch on December Ween. Okay, what's that? Okay, so Decemberween is Christmas in Homestar Runner. I don't even really know what Homestar Runner is. Okay, so for those of you that aren't in the know, Homestar Runner was a big thing in like the mid 2000s. It was like a, a website with like flash cartoons. And it's, it's just got this weird like brand of humor that's kind of really unique to it. Um, But like, so, so Decemberween, they would do. Like, most holiday seasons, they'd release a Decemberween episode. And Decemberween is 55 days after Halloween, so it's December 25th. And it, it's, it's basically, like, it's, it's got Christmas decor and Christmas songs, but they have different lyrics. And, like, there's Christmas lights and Christmas trees and Santums, but, uh, but it's called Decemberween, okay? Why? Because it follows Halloween. It comes after Halloween. Well, yeah, but so far you've just described it as, like, it's Christmas, but it has a different name, so... Well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that. Then there's there's to more it. to it than just Christmas. So, um, they eat bunnies on, on December Ween. That still isn't um, very Halloween. <laughs> it's, uh, so it... December Ween is the most sanitary time of year. Uh-huh. They, uh, they pile all of the dead rats that have accumulated over the course of the year... And get rid of them. Okay. So there's no more dead rats all over the place. That doesn't seem like the best. Do they do they have a dead rat problem? Do they not dispose of them like as they die? No, they get rid of them on December ween. But why wouldn't they take care of them just like when when it happens? They they just that's what they do. They get rid of them on December ween. That sounds, what do you want from me? It sounds gross. It sounds like they just it have, is. <laughs> that sounds like they just have rotting rat. Like at that point, some of them would be skeletons. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't know why they saved them all for that day. Um. So what? Uh, so the Decemberween origins, though, they're very um complicated and really Homestar Runner never gets into it, and they instead just give you glimpses here and there. And none of it really follows anything, but what we know for sure is it involves at least one angel, two Kobe Bryants, the Santa Claus-like Dr. Christmas, who's also known as Cornbread, a sailor named Archibald, 
who fought Dr. Christmas to the death on Mount Rushmore and the King of Town. So if they fought to the death, he's dead. They didn't actually die. Then they didn't fight to the death. They fought to the death on Mount Rushmore. But they didn't because they're not, one of them's not dead. I don't think you're getting the humor of Homestar Runner. <laughs> I'm not sure I am. <laughs> That's just what it's like. You know, you just gotta accept it sometimes. Okay. It sounds like a very interesting holiday. December Ween is weird and I like it. It's just it's just kind of a fun one. Um I, I don't think this is one that I would be personally partaking in. <laughs> Honestly, I mean no. <laughs> I don't wanna celebrate December Ween. I don't wanna pile up my dead rats. Yeah, that sounds really gross. I, I really don't like that part at all. <laughs> Um, that's, that's the essence of December Ween. So, uh, why don't we take it, uh, what do you, what do you have? You have one? You have a good one? Um, I have a lot of them. Um, I think I'm going to go for, like, a pretty basic, pretty well-known one first. Uh, Toy Day. Toy Day? Uh, yeah, that's Animal Crossing's equivalent of Christmas. It's on December 24th. Um, so it's kind of yeah. like Christmas Eve, but it, it takes the place of both. Um, yeah. so because it's Animal Crossing. Um, the Santa for this holiday is kind of a, a, a composite character of Santa mm -hmm. and the reindeers. Um, of course. So yeah, because- yes. Santa's a reindeer. Yeah, their name is Jingle, and they're a ran reindeer Jingle. Santa. And um, so something I didn't really notice about this is um, it changes a lot. Um, there's not like- It does? Yeah, not even set in the game. There's no like set conditions for for what it is the only real set okay. thing is that jingle comes to your town on december 24th and presents are exchanged um in one of the games i think it's wild world you have to um you have to trick jingle um <laughs> because he'll give you a christmas present but he's like okay one christmas present for everyone but if you approach him in different outfits, he'll give you more Christmas presents. So oh. the way to get the entire like holiday fancy furniture is to um, is to dress up in multiple outfits and get presents from him multiple times. So what you're saying is, Jingle has face blindness. Yeah, I was thinking that. Like, I, I guess Jingle does have face blindness, and he tells people apart by their clothes. Cause, um, cause yeah. I mean, for the, for those who don't know, face blindness is a um, it's it's like an actual physical condition where you, or maybe it's a psychological condition actually. Um, but either way, it has to do with how your brain works, where you can't um differentiate people by how their face looks. So you have to um, rely on other indicators like body language, how they talk, um, hairstyle, clothing, things like that. So yeah, <laughs> Jingle uh, theoretically, canonically has face blindness. At least in Wild World. In Wild World, but it's the same. It's the same Jingle. So it's the same Jingle. I mean, Animal Crossing is kind of weird about that. Like, are they all the same? I mean, I assume like, so. We don't know. I know. I mean, I know. Isabel says she has like identical cousins in every she town. Does but... she's like Anna? Yeah, she's like Nurse Joy. 
Or like Anna Fire Emblem. <laughs> yeah, like Anna Fire Emblem. We could talk about that in the Animal Crossing episode. Yeah, that's that's weird. I didn't know that, but that's <laughs> not for this episode. Um, I guess. So, I don't know. But yeah, like I said. So maybe there's maybe there's a bunch of different jingles. We don't know. Maybe. But yeah, like I said, um, it varies a lot based on the game. And I think in New Leaf, um, he actually, you have to be Santa. Um, he like comes to town and he's like, I don't feel like delivering presents this year. <laughs> and if you have bought the Santa suit in the lead up, and I don't know if the game tells you you should buy it in the lead up. Um, you just have to have it. Um, I don't know if you can buy it day of, but if you go to him in the Santa suit, he's like, oh, ho, ho, looky here. It's someone who can be Santa for me. And you had to have been paying attention. It's an, it's an, an event that requires a lot of pre-planning, actually, because you had to have gotten the Santa suit, like in the lead up to the event. And you also, if you talk to your villagers during December, they'll like hint at what kind of present they want. And you have to give them all like the present they're looking for. Um, hmm. So yeah, that's um, that sounds like. What are you saying? It sounds like a lot of fun. I've like, I've, I've played a lot of Animal Crossing, but like it's the kind of thing where I always like drop it after a couple months. So I've never actually played on Toy Day. No, yeah, Toy Day is a lot of fun. I, I've played it a couple times. Um, it's it's a fun holiday. Um, but I mean, in terms of celebrating it in real life, it's it's basically another Christmas. Um, yeah. There's not much that differentiates it from Christmas besides um, that it's like a fun event, and and sometimes it involves dressing up to to trick reindeer Santa into giving you more gifts, or dressing up to help reindeer Santa give other people gifts. It involves. I mean, I'd say I guess like a tenant of the holiday would be dressing up. Um, yeah. Seems like costumes factor in in multiple versions of the holiday villager saves christmas yeah exactly so i think that about covers toy day so you want to go next um all right uh if we're going to continue that like nintendo theme i can talk about squidmas sure tell me about squidmas okay so um Squidmas is the Splatoon Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just Christmas. Like, it's probably the most just Christmas that we have at this point. I mean, we, we got some other ones that are just Christmas, so we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> All right. Well, so far, at least, it's the most Christmas. Because basically the biggest difference is that presents are delivered by Father Squidmas. That's his name. Interesting. So it's it's Santa, but it's not quite. He's a squid. Yeah, he lives at the North Pole. Um, now here's something that's interesting is that it says that um, Captain Cuttlefish is Father Uh Squidmas. Now I don't know if that means he's the actual Father Squidmas or if he just dresses like Father Squidmas, because Callie thinks that it's the real Father Squidmas. But Marie's like, that's just Captain Cuttlefish. So do you think that it's kind of a case like the real world where maybe some parents dress up like, I guess in this case, Father Squidmas and, and Callie saw Captain Cuttlefish once and, and Mary yeah. knows it's fake, but Callie doesn't. Yeah. 
that makes sense. We see that sort of theme like a couple times. Um, we'll see it again in, I think, the next one that I'll, maybe the next one after that. But um, we see it a couple times in Nintendo stories um, about fake Christmas. Um, another thing that's interesting about um, Squidmas is that it's something that was invented by the um, English localization of Splatoon. Oh, really? And it wasn't actually um, <laughs> in the Japanese version. So, so you're telling me they don't they don't eat Splatoon KFC on on Squidmas? I really hope they do. <laughs> do they do they have KFC in, in in Splatoon? I mean, the only they have restaurants. I mean, you could. So it's reasonable to assume that they would have a fried chicken one that that could possibly catch on in the same way that KFC oh. Japan and Christmas have. I don't know about that, because I don't think chickens exist. Do they? Well, we, we did a whole Splatoon episode, and it kind of seems like every living thing is a sea critter that came onto land. So, like, it's true. instead of fried chicken, they probably just have fried shrimps. Isn't that awkward for Krusty Sean? Krusty Sean is the one serving the fried shrimps, baby. No, he's not. He's an accessory vendor. <laughs> wait, wait. Who, who's the one that sells the fried shrimps then? Hold on. Does someone sell Sean. fried shrimp in the game? In Splatoon 2? Yeah. Well, I've never played Splatoon 2. No, yes, two, he so is. How would I... Yes, in, in Splatoon 2, he runs the food truck crust bucket where you can buy fried shrimps. That's really that's really wrong. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's not right. Yeah. That's that's messed up on it. Why didn't you drop that in the Splatoon episode? That's messed up on a number of levels. I guess because it kind of seemed obvious, because anybody who'd played Splatoon 2 would know that. But uh, I guess since you haven't played Splatoon 2, it's new to you. No, I haven't played Splatoon 2, because you didn't buy it from me when you said you were going to. Because we already have a copy. <laughs> I don't. I do. You wouldn't but, let me um... buy Pikmin 3. Oh my gosh, this is a different discussion. But anyway, um, that's that's so. Oh, that's strange. I'm I'm ending that topic of conversation. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Squidmas. Um, so it was made up in the no localization. Like it's not. It's yeah. not present in the Japanese at all. Um, I think it's like since been like included in the Japanese because there's like official art that says Squidmas in it. So I think like. The original, like, Japanese, like, Splatoon team has, like, adopted Squidmas as a thing, but it was definitely invented by the localization. That makes sense. That makes sense. Sort of like actual Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I still think the story of, of KFC becoming a Japanese Christmas tradition is absolutely wild. It's I still one of the funniest so and most interesting, like, cultural differences about, like, a very similar holiday. I, I hey, like it a lot. In, in that inspired me. Like I, I've had KFC on Christmas a few times. <laughs> you have just just because of Japan. Yeah. But I, but I assume you didn't have to book it like months in advance. You were no, just... no. It, the place was bare, and I just went through the drive-through. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky you then. <laughs> but yeah, Squidmas. All right, it's a fun one. I like it. It's not too not too special, but it's like. Another fun, interesting one. Do you think it's, um like we discussed in the Splatoon episode, do you think it's one of those, like, 
they celebrate it because they found records of it from human times. I honestly really expect that. Like, that seems very likely. Seems likely? You're not willing to commit either way? I can't say for certain, but, like, I'm pretty sure it is. Like, a lot of things in Splatoon are like that. Makes sense. No, yeah, it definitely seems like one that's primed for something that Lei just, like, kind of picked up out of records from human society and decided to start celebrating it because it's so similar to human Christmas. All right, so uh, that's about all I got for Squidmas. So uh, what, why don't you lay out another one for me? All right, um, so I'm going to blow you out of the water with mm-hmm. the next um, basically just Christmas one. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm listening. This one is is so low effort that um, it doesn't even have a name. Um, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I am talking about nondescript winter holiday. Oh, from Ruby. Yeah. Nondescript winter holiday. Yes. So for those of you who don't know, nondescript winter holiday is from. Um, a holiday special of the spin-off show Ruby Chibi, which is this sort of like comedy skit show um, where the Ruby team like takes the Ruby characters and they have them do just kind of like fun comedic little side stories as cute little chibis. It's actually a really enjoyable show. I, I think I kind of like it more than the actual show. Um, it's not hard to be better than Ruby. Yeah, I watch Ruby, but I, I watch it actually day of release, and so I, I really watch it. But um, I it's it's got I've got strong feelings on Ruby. If we ever do a Ruby episode, I'm I'm sure we'll get into them there. But um, but, uh, but Ruby Chibi, I actually like Ruby Chibi a lot. I find it really charming. It, it reminds me of the My Sims games. Um, oh, of course. <laughs> Yeah, because it has it has a kind of similar art style, and it it just it's charming, it's cute. But so anyway, so they did a um, holiday special episode called Nondescript Winter Holiday, which was parodying The Grinch. Um, so from that, we got a little bit of sort of what the holiday season looks like in Remnant, and the long and the short of it, um, Remnant Christmas is exactly the same as our Christmas. <laughs> Oh, great. <laughs> it's just called Nondescript Winter Holiday, but, like, they've got, like, the garland, the Christmas tree. Uh, I think Sun is climbing the Christmas tree. It's really funny. Um, the garland, the Christmas tree, Christmas cookies, present exchange. They've got all of it. Um, one little difference is it's actually probably one of the funniest parts of the episode. Um so, so Roman, oh, Roman canonically hates Christmas. Uh, Roman Torchwick. I, I know you don't know who he is, but um, <laughs> he's, a, he's a minor villain from the first three seasons of the show. He's based on Alex from A Clockwork Orange, and he's just kind of like a funny gangster thief. I, I think you'd actually like him quite a bit if you watched it. Um, I think he'd, he'd probably be a character you liked a lot. Um... But he canonically hates Christmas. Um, he just does the not bastard. have the Christmas spirit at all. Or sorry, nondescript winter holiday. I, the, I forgot. Yeah, that's that's what it's officially called. <laughs> um, so, one part that I thought was kind of funny is 
in universe it's widely known that um nondescript winter holiday isn't about like the the decorations and gifts um because like you know how like every christmas special is like oh it's about the decorations and gifts but then someone learns the true meaning of christmas and it's not it's about family and love no no it's It's not about jesus I mean, it, it theoretically is about Jesus, but in all the Christmas specials, it's about, like, family and love, you know? Like, it's never, uh, like... Charlie Brown Christmas. Is that one? Oh, yeah, in yeah. Charlie Brown Christmas, it's, like, the, the whole meaning of Christmas is Jesus. Oh, yeah. And also okay, about, fine. you know, how it's okay to have a tiny little tree, because with love, it can be good, too. Well, yeah, but that's... Okay, fine. Charlie Brown Christmas, notwithstanding, like like the Grinch. The Grinch isn't about Jesus. The Grinch is no. about like, like they learn that like, oh, it doesn't come from a store. Sometimes Christmas can be something more. I messed up those lines real bad, but I didn't research them, so it's, it doesn't reflect poorly on me. Um, but um, it's actually um, maybe Christmas. He thought doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. I did didn't need to up? research it. I did not. Oh, oh, okay. So you're just you're just Dr. Seuss's personal little dictionary. Yes, I'm just one upping you because I am a bigger Grinch fan than you will ever be. Oh my God, I love the Grinch. Don't even talk to me about the Grinch. <laughs> if you ever insult me about my love of the Grinch again, I'm gonna be really upset. <laughs> Uh, okay, I was the one who wanted this to be a Grinch episode, and you were the one who said we shouldn't do a Grinch episode. I brought up the idea of doing the Grinch episode again, and you were like, no, I don't think we can. Yeah, but you said, quote, I'm not jazzed about it. Because I didn't think there was a lot of content there to break the lore of. It's it's like four AUs of the same story. Listen, we all know who the real Grinch fan is, but back to Nondescript Winter Holiday. Nondescript so, Winter Holiday. <laughs> As I said, um, they realized that, so, so yes, so this, this story comes like post-realization of that because Torchwick is like, I want to steal Christmas. And he's like, but I can't steal the gifts and and decorations. That's that's not what Christmas is about. (laughs) I'm going to steal their holiday cheer and their love of each other and family. So that's how you do it. Makes a like Luigi's mansion vacuum to like suck out their like holiday cheer. I'm not sure about the science behind that. Well, he he succeeds. Hey. He, he sucks out all their holiday cheer. But then then the bag breaks, and he realizes that he should um he should love holidays. And then he goes to the hospital because he went into cardiac arrest because his heart grew three times. Oh, yeah. It ends with him going to the hospital, and and, and I think Ruby is like. Well, um, I guess it's not good for you to have your heart grow three times in one day, huh? <laughs> but um, that's my best Ruby impression. I think it's pretty okay. Um, I don't remember what Ruby's voice sounds like. Well, it sounds a little like that. Okay, I believe of. you. I believe you. Um, or that was just a terrible impression. Who knows? I believe um, I'm just I'm just choosing to believe. Whenever I, I read a Ruby line, I'm going to read it in that voice from now on. Good. But yeah, nondescript winter holiday is literally just Christmas, except they've already come to the realization that it's about Christmas cheer and not about presents. That's great. Also, Neo builds a snowman upside down, so I'm willing to say that it's canonically part of Remnant's version of Christmas, because I'm really grasping at straws for a way to make <laughs> Remnant Christmas interesting. So, in, in Remnant, they, they build snowmen with like the big part 
on top and like the small part on bottom. Or Neo just doesn't know how to make a snowman. It's really a toss up. Either so, way, choose your fun lore. So those snowmen are the epitome of where do you work out the library? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> um, Neo's snowmen always skip leg day every single day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah I, I think i've really just milked nondescript winter holiday absolutely dry which is amazing considering i think we talked longer about it than the actual skit that i'm talking about so um yeah what's your next one well i'm gonna go um so similar to that in that it's like a completely non-denominational um holiday but like completely opposite in that it's not it's not Christmas. Um, uh-huh. So, in Clone High, Clone there is... Clone High, huh? I know you have this hatred for Clone High because you think JFK memes are annoying, but you've never actually watched the show. Okay, um, but, like, to be fair, <laughs> JFK memes were very overused. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, they were. But I still think, um, I think the show is actually pretty good. I like it. Listen, a lot. if I hear one more mediocre JFK impression, I absolutely... promise I won't do a I JFK. I will leave this episode. <laughs> I will leave. I will stop recording, and we can release this right here, and that's it. Okay, okay, no JFK voice. Oh, I'm so tired of hearing JFK I impressions. I, I will go absolutely feral. Okay, so um, in Clone High. Uh-huh. The United Nations abolish all religious holidays. All right. Because they were um, exclusionary and specific, and specificity is the enemy of unity. So in order That's to bring all people together, to bring all people together, they made a new <laughs> holiday that incorporates the best of all of the other, you know, religious and exclusionist winter holidays. Okay. So this well, is Snowflake Day. This is Snowflake Day. Snowflake Day. So, um, on Snowflake Day, Snowflake uh-huh. Jake brings spices upon spices to all of the children who sufficiently threaten him. Sounds nice in its own um, way. Yeah. The uh, traditional feast is lamb tacos, and the traditional <laughs> dance is the cabbage patch. Where where does the cabbage patch come from? Which which denominational <laughs> holiday from that? Which one was that sourced from? Not everything is sourced from something. Snowflake Jake is just a, an icy pirate. Like yeah, not everything needs to come from something. There's like um there's like a stop motion Christmas special where Snowflake Jake destroys all the other holiday mascots. <laughs> this is sounding more and more like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Like what is? Clone High is a really weird show. Like, I think you would actually enjoy it if you could get past your hatred of JFK. I don't think I could even listen to him talk. Like, I don't think I could watch a single episode where he has a line. <laughs> and don't yeah, like, get I mean... me started on that. Like, nothing bad ever happens. Whatever episode that is, I just, I couldn't watch it. I just turn it off. <laughs> it's one line. I've heard, okay, one line that I've heard five billion times. I understand. <laughs> Sorry, this is this is not a breaking Nissa's hatred of Clone High, despite having never seen it episode. This is, this is something else. People are gonna cancel you for hating Clone High. That's fine. They they can cancel me. I'll I'll watch it at some point, but I'm too soured on it at the moment. That's fair. Um, 
there's just there's like there's like snowflake day songs that are basically just like other holiday songs mostly christmas but like there's other holiday like like the, like the dreidel song but like it's just the tunes they've been replaced with snowflake day things so like there's like jerky balls which is like uh jingle bells but it's about jerky balls and there's interesting other jerky balls but that's like um silent night i see yeah um yeah, they, they just, so it's just, it's like Snowflake Day has completely overtaken all the other holidays because no one's allowed to celebrate them anymore. It's all Snowflake Day. But it's still it like, it's like a gift-giving holiday and everything. Um, you're encouraged to to buy expensive things. This sounds like, um, it sounds unique. Um, I, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd want this one. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think so either. I think, you know. I, I like I don't want to eat lamb tacos I'm gonna be honest here yeah no lamb tacos I like fish tacos I like kind of like beef tacos I don't I don't think I'd eat lamb taco because <laughs> I don't even know because I wouldn't eat how do you even you know what it's fine we're not gonna think too hard about lamb tacos because I, I just wouldn't eat them I've never actually eaten lamb I don't think I've eaten lamb. No, I definitely have. Well, I haven't eaten any like creative meat. I really just creative like... meat. Well, yeah. Like I, cause I, cause I mean, I mostly just eat seafood meat. Like I don't really eat much other meat. Like I sometimes eat beef. I very rarely eat chicken, and I mostly just eat seafood. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't actually eat the creative meats either. To. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, I, I I eat a lot of chicken and seafood. I I don't like beef and like. I sometimes have pork, but like recently, no, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't like had pork it in all. a long time. That's like, it's like my beef for you. Yeah, but yeah, no, I never had lamb. I've never had uh, never had like a duck. Um, no, never. No, yeah, no, I no. I mean, tacos are something I'm not even very big on. Like, see, I I like tacos. I really like fish tacos. They're one of my favorites. I mean, personally, I just like a taco shell with shredded cheese in it and nothing else. Yeah, just just a taco shell and nothing else. With cheese. Okay. I don't think what? that makes it that much. I mean, why don't why don't you just make a quesadilla at that point? Because the crunch. I Quesadillas guess. are soft. I guess. <laughs> I like the I like the crunch. I understand. Like I mean I like it's it's basically the same thing as just tortilla chips with cheese on them. Except it's in a shell form. It's really fair. I, I guess I understand what you mean. But that's it, not it's actually just... even the point of this episode, so why are okay, we talking okay, about this for okay. so long? I think it's actually going on way too long, and we should probably cut, like, a decent portion of this. But, uh, yeah, this this isn't about our food preferences, so we should probably move on to an actual topic of the episode. Um, so, let's see. I'm gonna go for... I'm gonna go for another, like, just kind of... I'm going to get all of my, like, kind of very close to Christmas ones out of the way that I've researched. 
So the next one is The Feast of Winter Vale, which is from um, World of Warcraft. It's their Christmas event. Um, a lot of, we could have researched a lot more like gacha games and um, MMOs. Like all of them have some kind of Christmas event to varying degrees of in-universe specialness. Yeah. Um, we touch on um, we touch on at least one gacha game, and and this is an MMO, so we're kind of hitting a little bit of it. But I mean, if you wanted to do some extra homework for this episode, like just look at other MMOs and and gacha games and, and see what they've got. Yeah, most they of all them have. have one, but we don't really play a lot of them, so we don't know. We don't know these. Yeah, like I'll I'll openly admit I don't even play World of Warcraft. I'm just I, I researched this. I was looking I up never played World of Warcraft fictional yuletide holidays and this one came up and i thought it sounded fun so I, I looked into it but um this is another like i said this is another very very similar um basically just christmas type event um so as the name implies though it's it's a massive feast um lots of food um in addition to just like the usual like feasting food um there's also special things like winter ale um gingerbread milk eggnog mistletoe candy canes you know like your, your standard christmas fare christmas stuff yeah yeah no exactly um and then there's of course like trees and gift giving um and but yeah their santa is great father winter and he puts presents underneath um trees and you know like 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 santa he's he's their santa um but also interestingly he gives out quests because it's an mmo so they have like sort of holiday adventuring where um they have to do things for for santa and like do things to keep the holiday running smoothly Uh um you know mmo stuff yeah um but something that i found especially kind of kind of cute and fun um about this version of fake christmas um it seems like snowball fighting's like a big part of it. Um, that sounds fun. Yeah, like I said, I've never played World of Warcraft, so I'm not 100% sure, but I assume it probably ties into some kind of like snowball fight mini game that like they introduced for the season. Mm-hmm. I bet it does. Um, but yeah, no, snowball fighting kept coming up in the lore. Like apparently, it's like a like it's how they celebrate the holiday season is by having elaborate snowball fights. Um, in addition to a big feast and um, doing special quests for Grandfather Winter. <laughs> so yeah, that's there's not much to that one. Um, it, it seems like kind of cute, fun, um, your typical like MMO or gotcha Christmas event, but with some fun stuff. Some fun flair to it, yeah. Yeah. But that's all I really have to say about that one, so... So, I think I would like to talk about um so we talked about splatoon christmas uh-huh um there's another another one we've, we've that we've done an episode on that has their own little funnel christmas type holiday that i want to talk about okay so um if you remember to our um sesame street episode uh-huh. we talked a lot about grouches Right. We we did talk a lot about grouches. Yes. That was a lot of um a lot of lore about how they're like interdimensional invading beings and, and things like that. Yeah. Grouches <laughs> also have their own crankiness. 
Oh, do they? Tell, tell yeah. me about crankiness. So on I can crankiness. probably guess where this is going, but, but, but tell me about crankiness. So on crankiness, you invite your entire grouch family over so you can argue with them. Yeah. And you give each other garbage. Well, I mean, they like that. So yeah, they that, like garbage. Like, so it's that's gift giving, essentially. It's gift giving, yeah. Um, and the only other little bit of detail that I have from this is that um, a popular beverage, like like how Christmas would have like eggnog or hot chocolate, their popular beverage is sludge. Ew. That's, <laughs> I mean, that, that's what they like, but that's that's kind of gross. Um. So that that's that's crankiness. That, that makes me really um really curious about that um in follow that bird the 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 um the grouch diner that they go to um <laughs> that makes me very um cautiously interested in the menu of of the grouch diner um fish skeletons banana peels garbage juice oh that's ew don't, don't ever <laughs> say garbage juice Sorry, I was I gonna say, say like I was gonna say don't say it like in connection with something someone drinks, but just don't say it. Just, <laughs> just never say garbage juice again. Garbage juice. Okay, well I will I will not say garbage juice. I will purge oh the phrase garbage juice from my vocabulary entirely. Literally shut up. You will never once again ever hear me say the phrase garbage juice in your I'm presence. Gonna, I'm this close to quitting this show. Okay, okay, okay. No more garbage juice. Got it. No more. Zip in my oh zip in my mouth shut. Do you guys hear her bullying me? Do you do you hear this? I have to put up with this every day. Yeah. You're the worst. I am. I am the worst. But um moving past that. Yes. That makes sense. That that seems like something that they would like. Um Do you think that's something that they celebrated prior to leaving the grouch dimension to invade the real world or do you think that um they kind of like saw what humans were doing and they were like, we could really improve on this. I kind of feel like it was something they would have always done. So they just like sort of separately evolved a Christmas celebration. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, I think it's pretty natural to like, when the weather gets chilly, invite your family into your nice warm home and spend time with them. But in a grouchy fashion, argue with them. That makes sense. That's, that's a compelling point. Um, yeah, no, that, that definitely tracks. And that, that, that also really tracks for grouches. That, that's definitely how they would celebrate Christmas. <laughs> so, uh, what else you got? I'm going to do my very last, like, basically just Christmas one. Okay. Um, because the rest of mine are all weird. And I, and I wanted to okay. kind of build to the weird ones. So here's my last basically just Christmas one. It's Winter Festival from Fire Emblem Heroes. So, ah, uh, the gotcha game, like we mentioned. Yes, here we have a gotcha game. Um, Fire Emblem Heroes. Fire Emblem Heroes. But yeah, since since it's Fire Emblem Heroes, um, you know, gotcha games they have Christmas events. I don't know if they always tie them to in-universe lore, but Fire Emblem Heroes absolutely does. Um, so for Fire Emblem Heroes, there have been three separate Christmas events. Um, I believe they're Winter's Envoy, 
um, Glorious Gifts, and one other one, something like Winter's Gifts or Winter's Blessings or something like that. Um, but um, at any rate, they give us a fairly cohesive picture of how the holiday works. Admittedly, there's like a little like disconnect between the three events. I, I read the scripts for each of the paralogues before we did this episode, just so I could really be um, sort of up on how the holidays, holiday works and try to figure it all out. Uh -huh. And I got some kind of mixed results, admittedly. Oh, <laughs> um, boy. But basically, I mean, the main mixed results is... Um, if Sharina believes in the Winter Envoy or not, but I'll, I'll get back into that later. Winter Envoy? Yes. I, okay. So the Winter Envoy is um, their version of Santa. Oh, okay. um, that's what I was thinking. They're like called the Winter Festival Envoy, and they're a mysterious figure. They're not even really given a description. Um, like they're not described as looking traditionally like Santa or anything like that. Although the outfits that the heroes wear for the Winter Festival would imply that they look like a traditional Santa. Maybe mm. without the beard, maybe with the beard. But um, plenty of them wear the like the red fur tr trimmed coat and like that sort of aesthetic. I believe Crom looks a lot like a traditional Santa. Ephraim looks a lot like a traditional Santa. Ah uh, yes, Crom's um, yes. Reindeers are in some ways associated with it because I know that um, Jafar and Faye both wear reindeer antlers. So, just despite the fact that um, there's very little description given, it is implied by their outfits that like a man who is in some way associated with reindeers who wears red clothes and fur trim is the winter's envoy. Um, but this is a figure who goes around and on the night of the winter festival gives everyone presents. Um, you know, like Santa. Well, of course, just like um, Santa Claus, yes. The Winter's Envoy doesn't exist. Um, it, it's like Squidmas. Um, the Winter's Envoy is just, it, it's like Squidmas in the real world. It's just like a parent and like a cute legend uh -huh. to go along with it. Oh. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's really cute. I, I like it a lot, actually. And, um, unlike... Uh, our version of Christmas, they place the presents on the pillows of sleeping, the kids while they're sleeping. So they wake up, and there's the presents right there. On the pillows that they're sleeping on? Yeah. Oh, so they're like just like tiny presents, like... I mean, maybe they put some like next to the bed as well, but like... Yeah, I was thinking like, if you're laying on the pillow, how much room do you have to put a present on it? Okay, maybe they didn't put the most <laughs> amount of thought into the dialogue of their gacha game. I okay. just know that Sharina... All right, all right. At, at one point, Sharina says, um, well, he's the one that goes around and we put presents on children's pillows. So, like, that's clearly what they do. Okay. I think it's... I think that's their version of stockings. I think that's what's meant mm, to be implied. Okay. Um, so they probably also have presents, like on the floor and stuff as well but like the main like the, the thematic gift place like instead of under a tree or in a stocking is is on the pillow mm -hmm. um but yeah like i said the the winter's envoy does not exist it's it's just like a cute legend um 
But then, like I said, it, it kind of goes back and forth on if Sharina thinks that the Winter's Envoy exists. Because... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because in the first Christmas paralogue, it's not like she's, like, learning either. Like, in the first Christmas paralogue, Sharina tells us point blank, like, we go and put the presents on the children's pillows, which implies that she knows that, like, the adults do it. Mm-hmm. Um, not that Sharina's an adult. She's probably, like, a teenager of some kind. But um, but then, in both of the subsequent paralogues, um, they, like, do the same, like, running joke where Sharina's like, Wow, I hope the Winter's Envoy gets me a lot of cool presents. And Alphonse is like, uh, you know that the Winter's Envoy is. And she's like, he's super cool. So, like, she seems to, like, go from from knowing how the holiday really works to, to believing in the Winter Envoy. Um, okay, what if, hear me out here, what if? Uh-huh. She's just trying to keep up appearances. Like... She wants it to look like she believes in the Winter's Envoy for the sake of everyone else around her because she doesn't know if they all believe or not. I guess that could make sense because in the first paralogue, they wouldn't have as many heroes like in their world celebrating the holiday with them. But like by like the second and third, they have a large amount of people celebrating. So some of them are, are little tiny children. No, yeah, like like Faye, like her her dialogue is all like, come play with me in the snow. So All right, all right. I, I can see that. Yeah, see? See, um, there's a way to make everything work sometimes. I guess you're right. Um, but, curiously, Christmas trees do exist. Christmas trees? Yes, because Not so... Th- winter trees. Sorry, I, I assume they would be winter trees, yes. Um, okay. They're not explicitly called Christmas trees. Oh, I just okay. wrote in my notes. I just wrote in my notes that they're Christmas trees. Um, because Sothis, they decorate her hair because it's like green and, and bushy. Yeah. And um, and they're like, oh, you look so cute. You look like one of those traditional trees. And she's like, I do not understand why it would be nice to look like a fern. Um, <laughs> So, so Christmas, or not Christmas trees, winter festival trees. Despite the fact that presents go on pillows, winter festival trees do exist. I assume they're just, like, the big central setting of, like, the festival itself. Oh, um, yeah. Like when they have, you know, a big, a big tree in the town square for everyone yeah, to like in, gather Yeah, uh, like in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, I mean, in real life, we also have big Christmas <laughs> trees in, in town yeah. squares. Um, so, so yeah, I, I assume that they exist insofar as, like, big town square trees, but, like, maybe not in everyone's individual home. Ah, okay. Um, interestingly, the concept of a naughty and nice list also exists in, in theory. I, I'm theorizing that it exists. Um, because at one point, Sharina says, I've been a really nice girl this year, so I bet I'll get bunches and bunches of presents. So that does imply that, like, they have the logic of, um, mm. the if concept you, of, yeah, good, yeah, like, being good gives you more presence, yeah. Yeah, if you have good behavior, you get more presence. Although, a, a cute detail I saw when I was scrolling through it, um, Sharina always asks for presents that she can, like, give other people, because she's, like, she really likes giving presents more than getting presents. That's sweet. So, so Sharina likes to just, like, give presents away when she gets them. Um, but not as a, like, mean, like, I don't care about this thing. Like, as a, like, she gets more out of, like, 
giving. Yeah, and she yeah, likes she, to give. Yeah, that's sweet. It was really cute. It, it made me smile. I was like, oh, Shireen is really cute. Um, and then I, oh, and then, um, interestingly, Winter Festival or some variation of Christmas exists in Ulysses as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, the very, well, I didn't say, but, um, the first banner has Robin, Crumb, Lissa, and Tharja. And although they're celebrating the Winter Festival in the world of, like, the heroes. Yes. Um, Lissa comments that with the shepherds, they put gifts in stockings. So... It would imply, to me at least, that Yulis has some version of Christmas where they like do the traditional like gifts and stockings type. Oh, that's thing. cool. Okay, that's yeah. nice. It's nice to know. Lissa says she's eager to like get home to the shepherds so they can put all the gifts in their stockings. <laughs> it's that's really cute, cute actually. No, oh, yeah. Nice. So it's that's fun. You get two for the price of one. Um, Fire Emblem Heroes Christmas and and Yulis probably has some kind of Christmas. Um. And then the last part, which is probably the most interesting part. I must know. The game actually very briefly delves into the origin of, of Christmas, and it's probably not what you'd expect. Wait, so it's not the birth of the baby Jesus? No, it is not okay. the birth of the baby Jesus that started Winter Festival. Okay. I keep I keep calling it Christmas. I, I should be calling it Winter Festival. Yeah, because you confused me, because you said Fire Emblem Heroes gets into the origin of Christmas, and I'm like, oh, fire baby jesus is in fire emblem heroes no is he a five star summon no fire emblem heroes gets into the origin of winter festival how many so, orbs you gotta spend to get the baby jesus well well presumably at minimum five because that's how many it takes to do a single summon <laughs> um but um they have not added the baby Jesus. I'm, I'm a, you never know, though. Maybe, maybe this year the, the, the holiday-themed outfits will be nativity-themed. And, and oh, I wish. We'll get, like, I don't even know. Which character would be baby Jesus? Um, Who's the most baby fire emblem? What about what baby Tiki? They could be baby Tiki. I was Tiki. about to say, maybe child Tiki could be baby Jesus. <laughs> um, baby Tiki could be be little jesus um i was gonna say maybe like naga could be mary this is getting too complicated we're not gonna get into this um fire emblem but, um, nativity minisode here we come <laughs> fire emblem nativity um but um straying back to what we were talking about so winter festival takes place on the solstice mm -hmm. um which, as, as you maybe know, like, solstices are supposed to be kind of, like, mystical, kind of... Like, not in Fire Emblem, just in general. Like, they're thought to be, like, kind of special days. Oh, yeah. Um, so, originally, the holiday, Winter Festival, um, marked the day where gods of the underworld would rise up to the real world and prowl the night to steal people away. A Halloween? No. Uh, winter okay. festival yeah at winter festival okay no yeah because um alphonse tells Sharina this and she's like that's it's really scary why that is scary um, <laughs> but that is why 
The Winter Festival is a fighting tournament. Oh, you're supposed to fight off the evil spirits. Yes, it's supposed to be a fighting tournament to figure out who can have, like, the strength necessary to fight the gods to save everyone from being pulled into the underworld. Oh. So, um, obviously that part of the myth has, has faded. I don't know if it's canonically true or not that that ever happened at one point. I mean, if anything, it could have potentially been just, like, a dark dragon incident. Um, mm. Since that happens a lot in Fire Emblem. <laughs> um <laughs> Dark dragon incidents. Dime a dozen out here, you know. Dark, dark dragon incidents happen every game. But, um... <laughs> but, um... But, yeah, no, that's why there's a... That's why the entire... Well, like... I mean, I got this long without talking about, like, the actual, like, meat of the holiday. The meat of the holiday is a fighting tournament. And when you win, you get a whole bunch of presents. Um, <laughs> so, like, the stuff with, like, the Winter Envoy and the gift-giving... All of that is kind of like sprung up around the idea of this big fighting tournament on the winter solstice, um, and and kind of morphed. Like it's sort of like it, it started as just like a kind of grim, scary um, combat holiday, and it kind of morphed into this more warm family gift giving holiday that still involves a fighting tournament in a major way. That's really fun and sweet. No, yeah, I, I was surprised by how deep the, the Winter Festival lore for Fire Emblem Heroes was. I I don't really read um, the game's dialogue when I when I play, because I, I just kind of want to get the orbs oh, so I can summon my favorites, so I can get the serotonin of getting my, my gotcha wife and then <laughs> move on with my life. Um, I can't believe you. <laughs> You play Dr. Mario Gotcha, so I don't I don't want to hear it. Yeah, but I like it for the gameplay. I don't care about getting more doctors. I play Dr. Mario Gotcha for the plot. I literally don't. There's no plot. I mean, it's a virus outbreak, so there's a bunch more doctors. Everyone, everyone in the Mushroom Kingdom becomes a doctor because of this viral outbreak. And it's kind of interesting, but um, it's not much of a plot. <laughs> but at any rate... Um, I don't usually read it, so I was surprised by how, how deep this went. It, it surprised me, and it was kind of cute. But yeah, that's, that's really everything cool. for Winter Festival, so... That's really fun and interesting, actually. No, yeah, I, I maybe I'll even read the paralogues this season. We're, we're coming up on our next Winter Festival banner, so... Maybe I'll even read the paralogues this time. Um, so I kind of want to talk about... Um... Low Tides Day. What's Low Tides Day? Okay, so there's a Cartoon Network show, I'm sure some of you have seen it, called The Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack. Uh-huh. I've heard of it. Okay. Um, so in that show, their version of Christmas is Low Tides Day, which is when, mm -hmm. the, ti when the tide gets low, during like low tide once a year, you hang your boot over the dock. And Poseidon comes along and puts a present in your boot. Interesting. However, if you've been bad, you don't get presents. You know what you get instead? What you get? You get thrown into a sack and beaten up by six to eight mermen. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the mermen come, come by and they look at who didn't get a present. And then they go track that person down to throw them in a sack and beat them up. Yeah. Um. So, 
people who don't get presents, you know, the bad, bad folks, they tend to uh-huh. go find hidey holes so that the mermen don't come and beat them up. I mean, understandably so. I, I think I would be the same. Um, but then at the end of the episode, um, they're like, hey, this holiday is really fucked up. And they're like, okay, so um, we're going to get rid of the mermen, and now uh, everybody gets presents. And <gasps> it's going to be Santa Claus now, and they just invented Christmas. Can they just get rid of the mermen like that? Like, what did they do? Well, they're like, I mean, the mermen are still allowed to exist. They just don't go beat people up once a year. But why did they stop? Like, like what happened? Did they tell them, okay, pack it up, we're, we're done with this, and they just listened? Well, they just, um, I think it was... Okay, I haven't watched this episode in a while, but I think it was like, Flapjack is like, hey, what you're doing is really messed up. You can't just, you shouldn't just beat people up. Like, that's really messed up, dude. So they're like, oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. No more. <laughs> All right. I, I guess that makes sense. But that, um, that's interesting. It sounds like it kind of combines, um... Christmas and Krampus into like one kind of yeah. fictional holiday and then they're like actually we just kind of want the Christmas part <laughs> yeah that's what happened <laughs> makes sense sounds like a kind of interesting one sounds like a it's, weird episode yeah. it's it's a weird episode um, it's, it's very interesting and fun <laughs> um, there's not much to it though it was only in one episode of the show that makes sense. It's like that with a couple of these. Okay. Why don't you, um, why don't you, I know you have a bunch. I know you have a bunch that are like, kind of like bullet point ones like that. So why don't, why don't you hit a couple more while we're at it? Yeah, I do. I do have a lot of like, kind of short ones because they don't get a lot of detail. Um. Yeah, hit, hit, uh, hit some more. So um, in, in the Pokemon anime, there uh-huh. was um, one little like filler episode in the XY saga about okay. the, um, the Comorin City Festival, where there's this big tree, and it's all decorated with lights. And once a year, trainers give presents to their Pokemon. But not to each other, just to their Pokemon. Yeah? Yeah. And I think that's really interesting, because, like, Christmas does exist in the Pokemon world. But they also have like, this little festival. It hmm? does? Like, canonically? Okay. It's a little complicated, but, like... In the anime, at Uh least, it did initially. Because there is an episode in the the Kanto saga where um, Ash and his friends go and help Santa Claus. They do? Yeah. I'm not familiar with that episode. Okay. Okay. Um, It's it's, it's a fun one. We can actually, I kind of want to talk about it a bit more at length in our santa claus episode so i won't go into too much detail here but okay, like yeah just plays over there it. is a santa claus and a christmas in the pokemon world but only in one episode of the anime that i don't think has ever been mentioned again interesting <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there is theoretically at least in kanto there's this theoretically christmas yeah but then there's also this one that's sort of like where you give gifts to pokemon yeah do Pokemon get gifts on Christmas? Um, I think that's up to trainers' discretion. Like, I don't think po- I don't think Santa Claus gives gifts to Pokemon. So maybe it's like, um, like you know, like Red Day and White Day in Japan, like sort of like 
there's um like a Christmas for humans and a Christmas for Pokemon and, and it's kind of like two different days and depending on which day it is that's who gets the presents yeah I mean it, it also kind of seems like this is just in Tomarine City but like it might be more widespread I don't even know so maybe it's even like it's not even like red day and white day it's just in kanto they have christmas and in one specific city of you said this was xy yeah so one specific city of kalos um they have pokemon christmas yeah pokemon christmas only in kalos (laughs) that's kind of fun I, i i'd love to learn more about um regional um Regional festivals and things. And, and yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. It'd be really cool, I yeah. think. Um, so, uh, have you ever watched Chalk Zone? I've barely even heard of Chalk Zone. I don't really know what it's about. Okay, so uh, just the, the elevator pitch here, Chalk Zone is about it. it the concept of the show is everything that gets erased um, from a chalkboard goes into uh-huh. chalk zone and it just is alive in chalk zone interesting and this, this one kid, kind of fun this one kid rudy to booty has the uh has the magic chalk that lets him go into chalk zone <laughs> so um sounds kind of fun in chalk zone there is a like pre-holiday um celebration where everyone gets together to celebrate all of the holidays at once before they go off and do their own things and it's called Chris Hanukkah and also Ramaquanzadon. <laughs> and that's it. That's all I have for it. Oh, that's, it that's all you have to say about that. It, it was just in like one two minute, um, like Chalks went to these like music video shorts and that, that's that's oh, all that ever gotcha. appeared in. <laughs> so there's like okay. literally two minutes of content for it. That's, that's it. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, like it, it didn't give you much, but it's still fun to mention it. Yeah. Um, another, like, brief one that I think is really weird and interesting is, um, so in Chowder, which is another Cartoon uh-huh. Network show, um, there's Kanishmas, which is, like, so there's this Santa-esque caterpillar man named uh-huh. Kanish Kringle, and he, um, enters your home on Kanishmas Eve, and he judges your gingerbread house that you built as an offering to him. And if he likes so, your gingerbread... Yeah. I think you buried the lead that this holiday starts with a with a gingerbread house constructing festival. Yes, it does. Like, you're supposed to build a gingerbread house or you can buy one as well. That's, like, acceptable. If you, if you aren't confident in your gingerbread house abilities, you can buy one. Does he like store-bought? Or, like, like I, I would think he would judge store-bought. He'd just be like, well, he just oh. judges the quality of the construction of the gingerbread house itself, not whether you made it or not. So he doesn't. So he wouldn't give you more points for for putting in love, but creating a kind of shitty gingerbread house. He, I don't think he can. I don't think he knows whether like you made it or not. I don't oh, think I these think are like. Fun. I don't. I don't think when you buy one from a store, it's like a mass-produced gingerbread house. I think you typically mm-hmm. like. Because like in Chowder, like. Um endive like a rival chef is like selling a selling gingerbread houses but she's like a professional chef well i think this is a flaw with um 
I think this is a flaw with the the magical caterpillar because I think he should be able to tell if it's if it's fake or well not like fake but like if it's handmade or if it's um store bought and I think that it should be more like oh wow it may look kind of shitty but you put in like you love you created this with your own two hands out of love for me no no you it's know? it's it's not it's not about effort put in it's about how good it is okay. <laughs> That's the point. It's about how good the gingerbread house is. That doesn't um, sound very, very festive. Or, but um, so if he likes the gingerbread house when he judges it, if he likes it, he leaves you gifts, and okay. if he doesn't, he trashes your house. I don't like this holiday. This holiday's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Kanishmas? Not one bit. I think this is dumb. <laughs> Okay, fine. We won't celebrate Kanishmas. Sorry. I don't want to. I, I think this holiday is stupid. <laughs> um, there's also um. So uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the with Alf, right? Uh, yes. He is a funny little alien. He's got a like nose like a like an elephant kinda, and he yeah. eats cats. Yeah. So Alf um. He's from uh, the planet uh, Melmac, and uh, okay. Melmac. So, um, they eat cats. Obviously, you know, you know that. They eat yes, cats. I, that um, is like the one thing I know about them. <laughs> yeah. So on 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 Fapiano, which is their kind of like a blend of Thanksgiving and Christmas, they okay. eat a hell of a lot of cats. Like Let's from see. from dawn to dusk, they're eating cats. Jesus. And um, they also have presents and decorative trees. <laughs> That's everything I know about it. So it's Christmas, but with like 100% more cat eating. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to celebrate that one either. I, I don't either. I don't, I don't want to eat any cats. I really don't. I like cats. They're really like cute. Cats, yeah. <laughs> um. I think the last one I want to talk about before I throw it back to you okay. um, is Refrigerator Day. All right. So, um, dinosaurs, you know, Jim Henson's dinosaurs. I I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, dinosaurs was just like, it was a sitcom. It was like a Jim Henson production. So it was like puppets, right? They were dinosaurs, but it was uh -huh. like a traditional like sitcom, but it was with dinosaurs and their puppets. Okay. But anyway. So their version of Christmas is Refrigerator Day, uh -huh. which celebrates the invention of the refrigerator. Interesting. See, the invention of the refrigerator is what finally allowed dinosaurs the ability to, like, settle down and build a home in one place because they could store their food in the refrigerator. I suppose that makes sense. I, I don't think that makes sense with how humans started settling down in one place, but... I, humans aren't I dinosaurs. Guess dinosaurs are just built different. Yeah, they're built different. Humans aren't dinosaurs. I know, but it's fine. It was just a silly puppet sitcom. It's fine. So, um, on Refrigerator Day, like you're supposed to fast, is like a mm -hmm. big thing, and also gift giving. Okay. And uh, also, I guess like. The only other information that I could find um, on, like, the Muppet Wiki was that there are 
Christmas carols like we have, but they're um, the only one we've seen is in TV commercials. Like, ever, like they, we assume, I, I'm just assuming that they have actual, like, songs that are set to the same tunes as our Christmas songs, but all we've seen is one in a commercial on, on TV. But their songs would be about refrigerators, right? Presumably, yes. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. In a, in a weird sort of way. <laughs> so, uh, why don't you lay one on me now? Um, I'm going to go with my last, eh, no, it's not my last, um, sort of traditionally Christmassy one, but it's, it's, we're straying further and further, um, right. as we go. So I'm going to go with, of course, we had to mention it at some point, and, and now is about as good a time as any, um, Life Day. Oh, so, Life Day. <laughs> yes, Life Day, the Star Wars equivalent to Christmas, except it takes place in, um, in, in November, and it's it's closer to, to Thanksgiving than um than Christmas, I guess calendar wise. But it's it's meant to be Christmas. It is officially November seventeenth. Um, that is what Lucasfilm has said Life Day, like what our real world equivalent to Life Day is. So we're just past it. Um, <laughs> But it was that was actually the day the Lego holiday special came out. So um, you probably celebrated Life Day on Life Day without even knowing it. Okay. <laughs> or you celebrated Life Day on Life Day while knowing it. Either one. Yeah. But yeah. So Life Day is originally a Wookiee holiday. Um, it originated on the planet Kashyyyk, which... I don't really know if there's any particularly strong reason why it originally ended on Kashyyyk. Um, it might just be because they wanted the original holiday special to be about Wookiees, so it, it made sense. Um, or the fact that the planet has like a bunch of like giant trees, and trees are very important to Wookiee culture. Um, mm. Like Wookiee Jedi typically have something relating to their sacred trees as like, like either the wood of their hilt or maybe amber from the tree as as part of their hilt decoration. Um, Wookiee lightsabers are pretty fucking slick. I'll tell you that. I, I do like I like Wookiee lightsabers a lot. Um, but yeah, they usually really revolve around the Rosher trees. Um, so yeah, so trees are very important to the Wookiees. So in a way, it makes sense that like they would have the Christmas adjacent like tree centric holiday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, other than other than that, it's like a Wookiee holiday. Um, for the most part, it's very similar to um, to Christmas. Um, family gets together. Um, there's gift exchange. Um, uh, there's a Life Day tree, like I said. There's like a ro a Ryosha tree. I I never know how to pronounce it properly. Rosher, Rosher, Ryosher, like. What, however you pronounce it, they're sacred trees, um, decorated like a Christmas tree. Okay. Um, there's also per the, the Lego holiday special, which I'm I'm taking as relatively canon. Um, there's Christmas sweaters uh, or Life Day sweaters rather. Life Day sweaters. Yeah. So so Life Day sweaters are a thing, um, and the traditional food 
is roast tip yip. Tip yip. Which tip yip is is literally just Ewok for for chicken. Um, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So it's sort of tip yip at Galaxy's Edge is just fried chicken. Yeah. So so roast tip yip or roast chicken is their um their traditional holiday meal for for Life Day. Um, something I forgot to mention, although it originated on Kashyyyk, um, it's, it's become a galaxy-wide celebration. Um, it caught on with the greater galaxy. And although like more traditional, um, more traditional celebrations you would go to Kashyyyk for, um, it can be found celebrated all across the galaxy. And, and everyone relatively knows what it is. Um, in the Mandalorian, um, that mithril mentioned that he was going to go celebrate life day yeah. so it's, it's one of those things where it starts in one country and kind of expands um and now the whole galaxy celebrates it good um, they needed a good holiday to bring them all together yeah i remember there was this really like mediocre free clone wars mmo when i was a kid <laughs> um i forget what it was called maybe like republic of heroes or something like that but um it was just like free Free MMO, and they had a Life Day event, and it had Life Day celebrated in the Jedi Temple. Um, <laughs> so that was really fun. But um, the one thing, and see, this part wasn't incorporated into the modern Life Day special. But another part of Life Day, a very um, memorable part, I guess, is holding these glass orbs well, wearing red robes and, and singing yeah. the Life Day song. Yeah, that's the best part. Yeah, the, the Life Day Snuggies, snow globes, and, and singing. <laughs> I, I am mildly disappointed they didn't include it in them. Well, actually, they were singing at the end, weren't they? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I remember them standing in a circle, but I don't remember if they were singing or not. I don't, they, I don't think they were holding orbs. They weren't, hold, they weren't holding orbs or wearing robes, but they might have been singing. Um, so okay but um but no yeah i i think i think the life day orbs and robes and all of that is still canon i think they just in the in the more jokey lego version they didn't include such a serious life day custom mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah that's that's the gist of life day it's it's basically their version of christmas you get together with your friends and family and you exchange gifts eat some nice tip yip and have a nice party. Well, okay, you you did miss, like, one of the key aspects of Life Day. Okay, what did I miss? Watching VR porn in the living room. That's not a key aspect of Life Day. That's, that's, <laughs> that's only something you do if you're Chewbacca's pervy dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yes, um, Chewbacca's father, Itchy, did very famously watch VR porn in the living room on Life Day. <laughs> but I wouldn't call that a staple of the holiday. I'd, I'd call that itchy being a being a creep. <laughs> Alright, fine, fine. I guess I'm just gonna return the VR headset I bought you and the uh, all the porn I downloaded on it. Wait, wait, no, Life no. Day. No, I want that. Can I have it anyway? <laughs> Next Life Day. It doesn't have to be a life day celebration. It can just it can just be for fun. 
Uh-huh. I will say, yeah. um, I actually loaded the, the VR headset with the um, the non-binary sex from Ready Player Two. Oh, really? I can experience yeah. all three flavors of sex? Yeah. Straight, gay, and non-binary? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Maybe I'll, I'll learn how to not be homophobic when, when I watch it. Or for those of you that somehow missed Ready Player Two blowing up, just just look it up. That's just that's just a direct reference, essentially. It's like, yeah, just... it's <laughs> and, and reminder. Weird. And now is a good time to plug it as any. If, if enough people sign up to our Patreon, we'll we'll do a Ready Player One and Ready Player Two episode. But that's well, going to have to be a, a a one that people show their financial support for because I really don't want to read those books. I don't want to read them, but how many is enough? <laughs> Depends on the tier you sign up for, I think. Well, I mean, we kind of got to give these people a goal. Okay. Well, okay. If one person signs up for the for the maximum tier, I'll, I'll say that's fine. Um, but otherwise, if we get, let's say, ten patrons. If we can get ten patrons, by when? By next summer next summer okay yeah so the summer solstice 2021 if we have 10 patrons by then we will do a ready player one and ready player two episode with part of it being that we will read both books to prepare. we will we won't commit we won't just research books. it we will read both of them and watch the movie <laughs> and and watch the movie yeah but yeah that's uh that's the end of life day and and that's all all i think we need to say about vr porn so um yeah i don't really have anything about vr porn um but i'm just gonna talk about the congo bongo festival of lights oh yeah the congo bongo festival of lights i I meant to write down some notes about that one and completely forgot so go for it all right so in donkey kong country the cartoon. Yes. The Uncle one where Uncle he Bongo has a Gwai. thick ass. The one where he's got a thick ass and a beautiful singing voice. They had no right to make Donkey Kong so thick while he's singing such wonderful songs, but they still did. The Donkey Kong cart- cartoon is incredible. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, so the Congo Bongo Festival of Lights is um, a Christmas-like holiday because they involve, you know, giving gifts and eating bananas, like like all mm-hmm. holidays do. Um, yes, of course. Spending time with your family. Um, it's also the only day that um, there's a truce between the Kongs and the Crumlings. So there's no worry of uh, King Karul stealing the Crystal Coconut that day. So it's not like, so he's not like the Grinch of, of the Congo Bongo Festival of Lights. Like he never tries to, to steal the Congo Bongo Festival of Lights. There's no short version of that. <laughs> so he never he never tries to be the the congo bongo festival of lights grinch um ever uh no king Carole actually loves the the festival of lights he he goes he goes home to spend time with his his loved ones his family that's that's a nice twist on things usually like the villain of the series is is like kind of anti-christmas so it's, it's cute that i think i think it's cute that he's he's so into christmas that even he's like willing to fully respect the the traditional truce because it's it's the Congo Bongo Festival of Lights. Yeah, um, Captain Scurvy, on the other hand, um, 
does not observe the truce because pirates um, be pure scum. So they don't have they don't have the the Congo Bongo Festival plate spirit, huh? No, no, Captain Scurvy. Yeah, uh, because I mean, pirates be pure scum. What do you expect? I suppose so. <laughs> yeah. But but wait but wait wait. We were watching Batman the animated series last night. Yes. And we watched Christmas with the Joker. We did. And Robin said. Come on, Batman, even scum goes home to their families on Christmas. I don't know so, what to tell you other than Batman the Animated Series and Donkey Kong Country the cartoon are not the same continuity. So you're telling me that when Robin said that, he wasn't referring to Kremlin Pirates and the Congo Bongo Festival of Lights? Well, no, okay, scum. Scum spends the holidays with their families. Pure scum don't. Uh, you know, Robin should have made that distinction. That's pretty fair. Yeah. Well, carry on then. So, uh, and yeah, so the Festival of Lights kind of culminates in this big fireworks display that everyone, like, just loves. Um, Aww. Donkey Kong actually ruins the fireworks, but, uh... What, why does he... <laughs> why is he why, supposed why does to do he, it? He's supposed why does to, that thick-assed gorilla ruin, ruin the, the fireworks? What does he do? He's the one who's supposed to do it, and he, he doesn't. He's He just doesn't? He just yeah, he simply forgets. does not? He forgets. Does no one remind him? Does, like, Cranky not hit him on the head with his cane and say, Oh, are you whippersnapper? Go do it. <sighs> but yeah, so it's, it's all, like, gift-giving and banana-eating. And Dog- Donkey Kong also, he doesn't he doesn't get anybody gifts. He just gives them all bananas. And everyone's like, what the, what the heck, dude? Come on. <laughs> Donkey Kong sounds the worst. Why is he... <laughs> Why is he so bad at the Congo Bongo Festival of Lights? Because all he cares about is bananas. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the, the, so yeah, the Congo Bongo Festival of Lights, it's, it's, it's everyone's favorite day of the year on Congo Bongo Island. Makes sense. I mean, if, if they're at constant war, I, I think they'd enjoy the one holiday where they do not have <laughs> constant war. Um, and if I may uh, share another one. Um, yes. With a similar naming convention to the Congo Bongo Festival of Lights. Okay. We have the Fraggle Rock Festival of the Bells. Is that one celebrated by Boober Fraggle? It's celebrated by all of the Fraggles. So, so that's a yes. Yes. Okay. Boober, Gobo, all of them. Yeah, but Boober's the um, best one. <laughs> okay. So, um, this one's really weirdly high concept. And I like it a lot. Okay. But, um, so Fraggle Rock slows down as the solstice approaches. And like like I guess like the rotation of it I don't I don't understand. But um the great bell must be rung to keep it moving along. Okay. And the great bell is in this cave at the center of Fraggle Rock. And it's covered in layers of rock and no one's ever seen it. So uh-huh. Fraggles have to ring their own little bells. So all of the Fraggles in Fraggle Rock ring their bells to keep the great bell ringing and keeping Fraggle Rock chugging along. Okay. Um, but like, there's also uh, so there's there's the dance of the Weeba Beast because the Weeba Beast, the, like the Weeb Beast, the yes, the Weeba Beast, the the <laughs> the like has body pillows and, and anime figures and and listens to Vocaloid Beast. Yes, that guy. Um, oh. So the the, the Weeba Beast uh, lives in the cave of the, of the Great Bell and protects it, um, so that so Fraggles get together. They they put on one of those big costumes, like like you know those like 
the Chinese dragons in, like, parades, where they have, like, six people in the costume. Yes. It's like one of those, but it's a Weeba Beast. And you dance around it with it. That's, that's the dance of the Weeba Beast. That's a big part of the holiday. Okay. Um, and another part of the holiday is gift giving. But um, they just, like, one fraggle will, like, give another fraggle a pebble. And that fraggle will give that same pebble to someone else. So it's like the same pebble is just given to everybody. That's that's the gift. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, it also turns out that um, the Great Bell isn't real. Oh. And it's about the bells. It's not about the actual bells that are rung. It is the bells uh-huh. in the hearts of every fraggle. <laughs> So, so if every fraggle stops believing that the world's going to keep turning around the sun, it just stops? I don't think that's what it means. I think I think it's more like it's about the spirit of the season, and they really don't have to ring the, the bells, and they really don't have to even believe in the Great Bell. It's not a real thing. It's just like part of their culture, and it's just a celebration for them. All right. That's fair. That's kind of cute. Like a holiday that yeah. brings them all together and unites them. Yeah. That's cute. I like, yeah, I like it a lot. Oh yeah, that sounds like a kind of weird one, kind of out there one, but it sounds like a cute, cute Yuletide holiday. Yeah, I like, I like Fraggle Rock. It's fun. <laughs> so, uh, let me ask you uh, something. Have you ever watched Futurama? I have never watched even a, wait, okay. Wait. Okay, that's a lie. I well, I almost lied. I didn't actually technically lie because I stopped myself. But um, I have watched approximately one episode of Futurama because I was back when I was working um, at that um, the residential place mm-hmm. for um, youths in crisis. Um, when one of the times I had to go supervise a youth at the hospital. Um, they wanted to watch Futurama, so I watched one episode of Futurama then. Oh, okay. So, so um, no, but 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 yes, kind of. <laughs> well, yes, but technically no. Uh, so, uh, are you familiar with Xmas in Futurama? Um, no, I'm not. That's not, that wasn't the episode I watched. Okay, so let me just. So, um, in the future, in Futurama, they have built a robotic Santa Claus who is designed to deliver gifts to everyone on every planet. Um. Makes sense. Well, to to the nice, the nice ones, the people who deserve presents. Of course, the nice Um, and not list. Yeah. So Santa Claus, he lives on Neptune. He's a robot Santa Claus. And, um, he lives there, runs his workshop where he makes toys for all the all the good children and Uh um but something went wrong with robot santa okay so uh robot santa was uh programmed kind of weird so um his standards for what's naughty and nice are kind of messed up and he kind of judges everybody to be naughty because everybody does naughty things from time to time. So that doesn't quite track for a, a good judgment system. No, yeah. So um 
he has decided that since everyone is naughty, no one should get presents. And instead, okay. he should terrorize and wreak havoc and um, go around killing people as he sees fit. It seems like a, like a real problem. Shouldn't they like get a force together to put him out of commission or something? You know what? Yeah, they probably should, but they, they don't. Um, instead, they just tell everyone to um, lock themselves in their homes and um, just barricade themselves so that Santa Claus doesn't find them and kill them on Christmas. Interesting. Also, um, just a side thing, uh, pine trees have gone extinct, so the Christmas tree has been replaced with a palm tree. Okay. That, that's fine. It's it's not traditional, but <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to be Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. I I don't mind <laughs> getting a little non-traditional with a palm tree. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think it's actually Home Alone too, where he complains about palm trees, which, whichever so, one yeah. they go to Florida. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Santa. So Xmas, as it's called, because um, they've just shortened it over the last thousand years. Okay. <laughs> it's 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 not very much a jolly holiday. I mean, people still get together with their you know loved ones. They they send Christmas cards and exchange gifts, but it, it's really more about hiding from Santa Claus. I mean, that makes sense because if if Santa is is a killer robot, I you would have to hide from him. Yeah. So, uh, what else you got? Why don't you lay one on me? All right, so my next one, it's um, an interesting take on Christmas. Um, it's from the, I believe it's free, um, online game Team Fortress 2. Ah, um, TF2. Yes, TF2. I've never played it. I had a friend who was super obsessed with it in high school. Um, I don't I know if she still it. likes it. Um, played a little bit of it. All I really know about it is it's like a is a first person team shooter, um, like a team battle royale type thing. It's mm -hmm. kind of like similar vein of Overwatch, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Team versus team. There's like different classes, and every, I guess hats are like the big cosmetic in it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so they so for their Christmas event, they I guess went really deep in the lore and and. Um, <laughs> came with a very interesting take on Christmas. Um, so for, for our Christmas story from Team Fortress 2, I take you back to December 18th, 1788. Okay, I am buckled up for this story <laughs> and I'm just here for the ride. All right, lay it on me. What happened December 18th, 17, whatever? So a mere year after Australia began to be colonized, an old cutthroat man named Nicholas Crowder. Um, he he was sent there because you know it was a prison colony, uh -huh. and he kind of like he got there. He like took one look around. He was like, "This is too hot. I don't like it." And he was like, "Screw it." So he stole a boat and and set course for the South Pole. <laughs> and apparently, he now lives on the South Pole in in the modern day. Um, he he okay. somehow gained immortality and, and lives on the South Pole. So he's like kind of the, the bastard Santa is is essentially he, he's he's called Old Nick, like not Saint Nick, not no old he's Nick. he's he's just old bastard Nick. 
Um, so every December 18th, he returns to Australia to find out if children have been naughty or nice. And um, so instead of giving presents, his, his decision of a present is that he doesn't kidnap the nice children. I would like to not be kidnapped, personally. The, the naughty children are, are kidnapped and taken to the South Pole. Okay. And at the, the South Pole, they have to um, make toys, which in this case, toys are weapons and hats. And um, hats, okay. You know, because it's a, because it's a hat cosmetic first-person shooting yeah. game. And then on December 17th, so Australian Christmas is December 17th and 18th. Like, it's kind of like a joint holiday. Mm -hmm. um, so the presents are gift-wrapped, and they are delivered to Old Nick. And he's like, wow, these are great, but there's a lot of repeats because, you know, there's only so many weapons and hats you can make. Yeah. Um, so he decides to make a tidy profit by selling off the duplicates online. Um, <laughs> and he sells them for prices so low that he's basically giving them away. Um, what a generous so man. Yeah, he, he, yes, this very generous child kidnapper who uses them for slave labor. And, yeah, a very, very generous man. Um, but, um, but yeah, apparently, um, so, so like I said, this is like an in-game event sort of lore explanation. So I, I presume, I've never played this game, but I presume that there is a, a massive like sale on guns and cosmetics um around christmas and this is like kind of the backstory lore um it's old nick selling off his duplicate gifts um but yeah i, I think it's fun i think it's really deep lore for just like a, a holiday sale that could just be a holiday sale with no lore involved yeah no i i, I like that it's it's a, it's very fun flavor text i feel like team fortress 2 has a lot of weird lore that I would kind of like to know more, but I don't even know where to begin. I agree. We could we could potentially do an episode on Team Fortress 2 at some point. I've never played it, but it seems like it has like relatively accessible lore to go research and talk about. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think I think that's a really fun Christmas. It's it's kind of kind of fucked up, but but really fun. Have you ever watched Ed Ed and Eddie? Nope. You've just never watched anything. <laughs> watched plenty of things just not things that you <laughs> think i should have watched okay so in ed and eddie um there's a character who is um his name is rolf okay and he is a foreigner they never really right. say where he's from he's just from some vague european country okay yeah um, as most most foreigners in animated tv shows are <laughs> yes um but he doesn't really celebrate Christmas. Okay. Um, they don't. They, okay, so they don't give this holiday a name. But um, Rolf basically celebrates. There's this um, this elderly bearded lady named Yeshmayek who lives at the center of the earth, and um, she cooks uh -huh. uh, delicious feasts for good children. Okay. And, um, for bad children who don't do their chores, she throws them into a pot and boils them alive. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so, Rolf, like, 
he he dresses up like a sheep on Christmas, uh-huh. and his house is decorated with um, meat. That sounds kind of gross. It's like covered in meats. Uh, and there aren't any gifts. There's only food. And that's... Interesting. That's, that's it. There's like lots of like cured meats and cheeses and breads and that's that's it it's 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 basically just about the feast and that's it all right that sounds kind of fun it's it's another one that kind of combines like christmas and krampus into like one kind of yeah cohesive like like sort of i think it's it's a trend that we've been seeing a lot with these like they're either like very just like very sweet saccharine versions or they're very like kind of messed up versions yeah and i think i think that's a lot of fun like we, especially we started with a lot of the right more normal versions and we kind of moved gradually into the really kind of messed up ones yeah like i i think it's i think it's interesting to see the dichotomy between like ones like say winter festival and toy day that are just very saccharine like the characters give out gifts and they all dress up like santa even though santa doesn't exist because they have their own in-universe version of santa and and then one's like Australian, a, a, an old Australian convict man kidnaps children to build weapons, and a, an old lady who lives at, in the bottom of the world puts kids in her stew. Like, it's interesting to see the the, the different takes yeah. on on fake Yuletide. That's that's what's fun. Like Christmas is just Christmas, and like other winter celebrations, they just. They have this like weird, rich history, and there's all kinds of different things you can draw from from all different parts of the world. Because, I mean, most cultures have some sort of you know winter celebration that yeah you can draw all kinds of different inspiration from and do all kinds of weird stuff too. And it's interesting to see where they draw from and, and what they focus on. Yeah. So what else you got? Um, I also have, um basically to go in completely the opposite direction um my little pony friendship is magic gave us hearth swarming okay um now i I'm, it's no secret i i used to watch i used to be a, a, a brony back, back oh i know in the day. You, you have a pony sona i i've seen I, it before my, my okay my friend designed me a pony sona involuntarily no it's your pony sona just own up to it yes Anyway, um, so it, and on Heartswarming, it's it's kind of like the, uh, it's the celebration of Equestria's founding, uh, uh-huh. and it's about how all the different types of ponies came together and to work together and be friends to survive the harsh winter. That's kind of cute. And it's, yeah. And it's about like, you know, they have a feast and they, they give gifts to one another, but like, um... So there's it's it's very Christmassy. They have a lot of like Christmas decorations and all that, you know, um, like uh, garlands and wreaths and Christmas trees and yeah, mistletoe and holly. Um, but there's also like they have these little like handmade dolls that they put on the mantle, Aww. and um, they raise flags every heartwarming. They just like they they raise a flag on a flagpole. Mm-hmm. And that's those are the like the big like differences. Every like, and Hearthswarming also has its own version of a Christmas Carol. Really? Yeah. Um, I didn't 
make any notes about that. I'm just going off memory here. I watched the episode like once when it first came out years ago, so I don't remember everything, but there was like one of the traditional heartwarming tales was just a Christmas Carol. <laughs> That's really cute. Um, um, well, actually, I mean, that was interesting for me to hear because, I mean, to my knowledge, not in the, the Friendship is Magic continuity, but like My Little Pony does have Christmas. Um, when I was a little, a little kid, I, um, I watched this, um, we had a VHS of, or maybe it was a DVD. I don't remember. Um, but we had some kind of home, home media version of this little Christmas special called A Very Minty Christmas. I've heard um, of that. Yeah. I really liked it. It was very cute. Um, but, um, so in this special, um, they celebrate Christmas, like it's like Christmas, Christmas, and but they do have a. I was planning on not talking about it until the Santa episode because it involves Santa heavily, so I'll I'll kind of put a pin in it for the most part. But I will okay. just kind of half mention that they, according to that, they do have like a, a traditional Christmas, Christmas with like the stockings and the tree, um, with the main like difference being that they have a kind of like traditional candy cane that they stick on top of the tree instead of a star oh, oh. called the the here comes christmas candy cane oh the here and comes christmas candy cane <laughs> yeah it's the here comes that's christmas cute. candy cane that's and cute. it traditionally is thought to guide santa to ponyville like it's how he finds it he like kind of homes in on it and that's how he finds <laughs> ponyville to give them presents that's really and, cute and the plot is that minty breaks it <gasps> minty no like, she doesn't do it on purpose, obviously. It's not like Minty's like, I'm rude now, and then just shatters it. Um, she she trips and hits the tree, and it topples, and, and the Here Comes Christmas candy cane just breaks. Um, but like I said, I won't get into it too much, but I think it's interesting that you mention a fake Christmas um, in the My Little Pony universe, because a different continuity has real Christmas. Yeah, like each My Little Pony continuity, like each generation is like its own, its own separate thing. And I think that there could be potential to do a whole episode about it at some point. I think. Well, I'm sure, um, sure, my little former Brony would love that. <laughs> do you think? Wait, do you think? Um, if we do that episode, could could the YouTube thumbnail instead of, instead of your, um, instead of your icon, could it could it be, your pony Sona? <laughs> Only if you get a pony Sona. Fine. If we do that episode, I will very regretfully design the pony sona to, to put on it. <laughs> okay. Well, what else you got? Um, so I'm gonna do another another kind of weirder, darker one. Uh -huh. Um and, and one that I, I actually like a lot because this was one of my favorite episodes of the show it's from. Um so I'm talking about Stump Day. Stump Day. Um, yeah, Stump Day from Star Versus, The Forces of Evil. Um, so I, I love Stump Day. It, like I said, it, it was one of my favorite episodes of that show. I, I really love that episode. I kind of want to watch it again now that we're talking about it. Um, but yeah, so for those who aren't aware, um, Star Versus is, is basically an isekai, but um, American. Um, and, and for those who aren't aware what an isekai is, you're lucky that you're not aware. <laughs> But um, 
Yeah, but um, it's basically, it, it means in another world. So it's like a story where someone goes from our world to a magical other world. And they're kind of like the audience insert every man. And, and we, through them, learn about this mysterious new world. Um, and they usually have some kind of adventure or destiny or, or something in this other world. But um, so yes, in this other world, which is called Muni, which is like a kind of magical world, um, they have a holiday called Stump Day. And it has a pretty dedicated backstory. So I'll, I'll read the backstory of the holiday. It's it's similar to like the pony, um, what do you say, hearthwarming day? Hearthwarming, yeah. Um, yeah, it's similar to that. Um, it's basically long ago, a small group of seafaring explorers crashed their ships on Muni during a cold winter's night. After weeks of traveling together, disagreements arose between them, and they planned to go their separate ways, but a harsh blizzard suddenly struck. <gasps> In order to survive, the group huddled together around a giant tree stump to keep warm and share supplies. So, over the course of that blizzardy night, a strong bond of friendship was forged between them, and thus they commemorated the occasion by carving their initials into the back of the stump. And those became... Um, the first, I believe it was the first, like, people of Muni. The first Mumins. Um, yes. <laughs> and they, and um, because of that, they come together um, every year on, on that day, which we don't actually know what day it specifically is, um, to honor the stump. And um, <laughs> um, with an added at the end, or else. Or else? <laughs> So we actually find out about that everywhere else. Um, it's a very serious holiday. You have to celebrate the stump for 24 hours, and, and it has to be just a day of just venerating the stump. Um, I don't believe it has to be 24 straight hours, because I think they sleep and, and stuff. Like, I don't think you have to stay up for 24 hours venerating the stump. Um, but um, if you have another holiday on stump day, for example, the plot of the episode, Star's birthday is on stump day you have to ignore it you you can't celebrate anything else on stump day it's, it's a day about the stump stump day only and star really buys into it she's very like serious about like we cannot celebrate my birthday the stump is real the stump is going to be angry and um each family has like an effigy of the stump with the initials um that they sort of like use as their like sort of icon for, for celebration and worship, essentially. Um, but not everyone is so, like, fervently into it. Like, I, I believe every single other character, like, doesn't really, even the parents are like, man, the stump's just made up to scare children into behaving and things like that. Um, you know, like, sort of like a, a naughty list type thing. Yeah. Um, but. But? The stump's real. The stump is real. Yes. Because, so, Marco not knowing, Marco's the, the isekai protagonist, not knowing that Star, um, not knowing about this, he throws a surprise party for Star, and she freaks out. And she's just like, we can't do this, we can't do this, and everyone's like, come on, you're taking this holiday too seriously. It's, it's dumb. It's just a dumb holiday about a dumb stump. It's, we don't need to worry so hard about it. And she's freaking out. And they throw the effigy into the fire to, like, heat up the room a little bit more because it starts <gasps> blizzarding outside. Oh, no. And when that happens, a gigantic monster stump 
comes into the room. Like, the lights go out, and a giant monster stump comes in. <laughs> and tries to kill them. Of course. <laughs> and, um... What happens when you don't respect the stump? Yeah, no, and, and Star was right. Like, the stump is real. It, it does get angry if you disrespect it. And you do have to observe stump day, or the stump will kill you. Yeah. Um... So this is a case where, like, the, like, the scary, um... The scary myth around it is absolutely 100% true. Um, the stump is unequivocally true. And the funniest part, well, one of the most interesting parts of the episode, um, so they're about to be killed. And then the stump suddenly disappears and the lights go back on. And it was, and they were all holding hands and they were like, it's okay, we, we came together, like, we're okay. Um, and Marco's like, oh, wait, did it go away because we, like, learned the true meaning of stump day and, like, all came together and unified, like, the original story? And Star is like, no, it, it it left because it's past midnight. It, it was going to kill us. <laughs> oh, the stump. So so yeah, the the stump is very unforgivingly lethal, and um, but it disappears after midnight. It, it it can only exist from midnight at the start of Stump Day to midnight at the end of Stump Day. Well, that's a, that's a relief for those of us that have not been respecting the stump. Well, why aren't why aren't you respecting the stump then? I will respect the stump from now on. I promise. Good. I I hope you keep Stump Day in your heart and celebrate in your way. <laughs> I'm just imagining I... like, uh, you know the uh, the Capri Sun commercials they used to do, uh, respect the pouch. Yeah, I remember those. I'm ones. imagining that, but with a stump. Yes, of course. Respect the stump. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love Stump Day and I love the Stump Day episode. It's really stump funny. Day, um, stump Day, Stump Day, Stump <laughs> Day. So it's it's one of my favorite fake Yuletide holidays. Um, and also one of the weirder and darker ones on this list because the characters do almost die. <laughs> um, so the last one that I really want to talk about here is... Um, so it, it it's Sluzzle Tag. Uh-huh. Um I I know you're familiar with the amazing world of Gumball. Yes, to a degree. To a degree. Um so uh, so in, in in Gumball they celebrate Christmas. Like we 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 know that they have a couple of Christmas episodes, Santa Claus is real and all that. But um there's one episode where Gumball he decides that January sucks. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, what if we what if we had like some more Christmas cheer like in January? So like the post Christmas blues don't have to go. They don't have to. We don't have to have post Christmas blues. You know. All right. Uh, so he creates Sluzzle Tag. Okay. Um, so so gifts are delivered by the Sluzzle dude, who's like a radical version of Santa Claus with a leather jacket. Who drives That's... a magical van pulled by Dobermans? That seems like something Gumball would come up with, yeah. Yeah. So he comes into your home through the toilet. That's kind of gross. Yeah, it really is. And then he leaves gifts. So you, you decorate your bathroom with, like, skeletons and barbed wire and cool badass things like that. <laughs> and you dump milk and cookies down the toilet for him. That sounds horrible for your plumbing. It does. <laughs> and, um... So there's like traditional Christmas carols, but grindcore versions of them. Interesting. Yeah. 
So it's just like it's just like Christmas in January, but it's edgy. And that's the gist of Sluzzle Tag. That that does sound like something that, that Gumball would come <laughs> up with. That that sounds like something that's very him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm open to another holiday in January. After New Year's, things get kind of kind of dead for a while. Um, yeah, yeah. Until until um, because like you go right from like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas that all kind of blend together, mm-hmm. and then the next thing is Valentine's Day, which like some people don't even really celebrate. Um, and St. Patrick's Day, which ends a pretty low key one. So like, I I wouldn't mind like putting some kind of connective tissue after after new year's and before uh, valentine's day yeah no i think that'd be i think it's a good idea you know we could use a little more cheer in january maybe not like toilet christmas but (laughs) Uh, we don't we don't need edgy toilet christmas no but just just come combat the dead of winter blues you know yeah agreed i mean i don't mind january because it's my birthday month but well that's nice for you it is nice for me it must be cool to, to have that, but um, most people it's don't. It's really not. My my birthday being like three weeks after Christmas has never been a boost. Because <laughs> people are like, I just bought you a gift. I don't need to get you another one. I got you multiple things. I know you did, but most people don't. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, like, I... I, I, wish, I wish my birthday was in like June, you know? Okay, that's fair. Like you have a good birthday. I mean, August is great. August like, is pretty good. It's 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 not like the exact midpoint, but it's far enough from Christmas that like I think you still get you know enough attention given to it. Yeah, no, I I'd agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely agree that it's it's a pretty good one. Yeah. But yeah, did you say you were, that was your last one? Or do you yeah, that was else? the last one I, I felt like talking about. Yeah, that's all I had. All right. So, I mean, you've probably been wondering, not you, our audience, um, has probably been wondering where this one's been. Um, we obviously couldn't go the entire episode without talking about this one, since it's probably the biggest fake holiday, I want to say in existence, maybe? It is. But Yes. We are obviously talking about Festivus. Um, Festivus is for the rest of us. Yes. I have never seen Seinfeld. Never? No. Oh. Have you seen Seinfeld? Yeah. Oh. I've Seinfeld is something it. my dad really likes, and like I've seen a fair bit of it. And I, I mean, I, I like it. I, I think it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's, I'd, I'd rank it definitely well above Friends, but below Frasier in terms of my 90s sitcom tier list. That's fair. I really like Frasier. Um, Frasier's a show I really like, so maybe I'll like it, maybe I won't. Because I, I don't really like Friends, but I do really like Frasier, so if, yeah. if it comes a little closer to the Frasier than the Friends, I, I guess I'll probably be into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so why, why was I the one that researched Festivus if you've already seen the show and I haven't? Because you told me to take Festivus off my list because you were going to talk about it. Well, then we made a bit of an error. But all right. So Festivus. Festivus. So it's 
an alternative holiday to Christmas, um, kind of born out of frustration about like how the whole Christmas season has evolved and become such a stressful time mm-hmm. for some people. Um, December 23rd, so like right before Christmas. Um, and there's a couple like very specific facets of it. Um, instead of a Christmas tree, you have an unadorned aluminum pole. Yes, because is... of its uh, high strength to weight ratio. <laughs> yes um but yeah and of course you don't decorate it because that's another kind of just something to do in stress so just yeah there you go um i couldn't really find anything is there anything really specific on what you're supposed to eat for festivus dinner it it just seemed like you just eat whatever you feel like making um as far as i'm aware i don't think there's a traditional festivus meal i feel like you're supposed to eat what you're in the mood for yeah that's what it seems like to me too but after dinner, you have something called the airing of grievances. Oh, I love the airing of grievances. I'd imagine That's my favorite you part do. of the holiday. I, I mean, I've celebrated Festivus in some ways. I've, I've done the airing of grievances before. You, you don't even much. wait for Festivus for that one. Whoa. <laughs> you, that's a, that's a Festivus tradition you carry in your heart year round. <laughs> um... But yeah, the, the airing of grievances, obviously, is exactly what it sounds like. After dinner, everyone goes around the table and they tell everyone else what their grievances with them are. Like what they disappoint, like how they disappointed them during that year, problems they have with them, etc. Um, oh yeah, you're, you're a big, big airing of grievances girl. I, what, I, I like, I don't want people to think I like them when I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. (laughs) That's in some ways admirable, I think. Um, And then after that, you have the last part of it, which is the feats of strength. Which you can correct me if I'm wrong, because this seemed a little bizarre. But apparently, the head of house chooses someone to wrestle, and you have to like beat the head of house at wrestling, and then the holiday ends after. Like it doesn't end until you beat them. Um, yeah, I believe that's how it goes. <laughs> so what happens if you never beat the head of house? The head of house will probably just get tired enough and just let you win. So like, what happens if the head of house is just, like, really, really burly and you just you just get absolutely curb-stomped at wrestling? I mean, I'm sure there's... I'm sure there's a way to forfeit. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's for sure, but, like, you know... <laughs> That seems like the most complicated part. I think that'd be the part that holds me back from it. I, I feel like I'd be like, I don't, I don't want to be selected for that. So, <laughs> um, But actually, so I don't know if you knew this, so I'm going to ask, did you know it's it's based on, on the real traditions of the writer? Oh, it is? Yeah. Um, Festivus was a holiday that his family made up. As, as an alternative to Christmas, and, and they celebrated it in his family before Seinfeld, before like he went to write Seinfeld. Huh. Yeah. Um, the aluminum pole is, is made up for Seinfeld. That wasn't um, <laughs> part of the original holiday. But now, of course, it's become part of the holiday because yeah. it's no longer his family's private holiday. It's now a more pop-cultured world not worldwide, but like, you know, like a more pop culture, like widespread event. Um, 
But instead of the aluminum pole, do you know what, um, and I feel like this is probably like the more, I feel like most people would probably know the stuff we just went through, but I feel like this is the more interesting sort of deep part. Um, mm -hmm. do you know what, um, what real life facet of his family's version of the holiday did not make it into the show? What? His father would always put a clock in a bag. It was very seldom the same clock. No, it was it was never the same clock and very seldom the same bag. And he would nail it to the wall, but it was always the same wall. Why though? We don't know. We don't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Apparently if he ever asked his father why he did it or why that was like part of the holiday, he would simply say, that's not for you to know. <laughs> so he presumably took that one to the grave and, and we will never know why his family, their festivus uh. celebration involved putting a different clock every year in a usually different bag on the same wall of the house for festivus. <laughs> That's really good. Ooh. No, yeah, I, I thought that was a that was a fitting fitting last bit of lore for this episode because it just <sighs> I was very surprised and interested, and I liked that it kind of like Buzzfeed unsolved did me with a we we don't know and we'll never know <laughs> <laughs> why the clock was nailed to the wall remains unsolved. It does. <laughs> you you gonna get DMCA'd for for saying that one? <laughs> can make a reference to BuzzFeed Unsolved. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we acknowledge BuzzFeed Unsolved. Not like we're just ripping off their bit. We're specifically name dropping them. That's true. We're, we're basically saying go listen to BuzzFeed Unsolved. <laughs> but also listen to our show. I can't believe you didn't talk about the um, traditional gift of Festivus, though. What's the traditional? I, I didn't find a traditional gift of Festivus oh. in the in my studies. So so what's the traditional gift? You're supposed to uh, make a donation in someone else's name to the human fund, money for people. <laughs> yeah. In, in the in the in the same episode um, of Seinfeld that Festivus was like introduced in, um, George doesn't want to give people gifts. So instead, he makes up a fake charity and gives people cards that says he made a donation in their name to it. <laughs> that's... that's cute and fun. I, I don't know why that didn't come up in any of my research. Cause I and it, it's not like a festivist thing. It's just like another subplot of the episode. But like... Oh, okay. You could, you could roll just... that into festivist and say it's you a really festivist could. thing. Yeah, that's why I did well, there's also, I didn't mention Festivus Miracles, because my research was very unclear on, like, what that means, but, um, <laughs> apparently it's just a thing to, like, when something happens on Festivus that you think is particularly extraordinary, or maybe even just, just for fun, just say, oh, it's, it's a Festivus Miracle. It's a Festivus Miracle, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the two examples they gave weren't even, like, positive events, like, um... Apparently, two people who went to Festivus dinner were people that Elaine was trying to avoid. And he was like, it's the Festivus miracle that you all ended up here. And yeah. um, something like that. So I think a Festivus miracle is just supposed to be a coincidence. That makes sense. I, I believe that. <laughs> but yeah, Festivus. That's, 
the last fake holiday we have. Although that That's... one you could argue is a real holiday at this point. Yeah, you know what? People celebrate Festivus. It's it's become widespread. It's it's a thing. No, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure the same friend who was um, interested in Team Fortress Two also at one point celebrated Festivus. <laughs> so, um, no, yeah, it, it's like a thing. And I mean, and I mean, it was his his family's private holiday as well. So it was always kind of a real holiday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's that for um fictional yuletide holidays though yeah that's that that's all we got so uh what's your favorite fictional holiday what's one you would like to celebrate in real life someday my favorite is stump day but i wouldn't want to celebrate it understandable (laughs) um i mean i kind of i kind of like winter festival but i don't think i'd do well in a fighting tournament um i just winter festival seemed cute I would like I would watch a fighting tournament on Christmas and then have like the associated like gift giving and stuff. Like I think that'd be that'd be cute and fun. Um I guess Life Day would be the one that I'd be like most like one to one want to celebrate. I think I agree with celebrating Life Day. I think I think we should celebrate Life Day. <laughs> um, I mean we can. It's November 17th, so yeah. Um I also I mean, I like Festivus, uh, and I have, I've done parts of Festivus. I've, I've aired my grievances on December 23rd, just laid them all out. <laughs> um, but I also, I really like, I mean, I wouldn't really want to celebrate it because I don't know how I would other than ringing bells, but I like the Fra- Fraggle Rock, uh, Festival of the Bells. I think that one's really fun and interesting and, yes. um, is weirdly high concept. I agree with that. I liked the Fraggle one I as like well. I like that one a lot. But yeah, so I mean, I guess that kind of wraps it up, right? Yeah, that's that's I think that's gonna do it for us, really. We broke the lore on fictional holidays. So many fictional holidays, and they're all fictional and... Yuletide too. We didn't even get yeah. into like fictional like other holidays that aren't like Christmas Yuletide type celebrations. I mean, I wanted to talk about a noise Squidward Day, but I mean, that's on the 15th, so. Nah, that's, that's not a Yuletide-type <laughs> holiday. That's just a, that can be another, another episode somewhere along down the line, if people like this episode. If people really like this one, we can always, you know, not in December, but do a, uh, other non-Yuletide fictional holidays episode, which I think would be a lot of fun research to do. Yeah, I think that could be another fun sequel, so if there's interest, we'll do it. Well, so, yeah. um... Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. If you really like this, you can subscribe to our Patreon. You know, if we get if we get ten patrons, we gotta we gotta do the uh, Ready Player One. So, <laughs> and uh, as usual, um, you know, follow our follow our Twitter, follow our personal Twitters um, for updates on our personal lives and as well as this project um, podcast. I guess not project because it's actively out. Um, follow the YouTube channel, follow the Dude Media Network for the episodes as they release. Um, you know, the usual, like, comment, share, click the little bell icon. Yeah, click the <laughs> bell icon, why don't you? Well, all those things people say. Um, the best way to build an audience is engagement, so tell us what you think. Tell us which fictional holiday you would want to celebrate from this episode. Put it down, put it in the comments below. Your your favorite fictional holidays, any you'd like to celebrate, or any you have celebrated. 
Like people, and if, people do these, yeah. And if you think there's one, there's a there's a fictional Yuletide holiday that was kind of important that we forgot, tell us. Um, maybe we'll do a sequel next year if there's enough that we just completely forgot somehow um, that people want to see us talk about. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we could find more. Maybe not from things we're familiar with, but I'm sure we could find more. Oh, yeah, so, you know, comment. Tell, tell your friends about us, share the episode, and follow our accounts. Thanks for listening, and good night, everybody, and um, Merry Life Day. Thanks so much, guys. Happy holidays. <laughs>